fucking studio, mate. Why am I really here? When it gets when it gets released though. When this comes out, um, Mauritius. I will be what as well doing though. Could be, could be doing a, an excursion. So could be just chilling. I feel tan. like could be. we need to address that we will be every Sunday without fail. We're bringing you this episode on Sunday, but it's being recorded 26th of March, so the day after um, Vera versus Sanhagen. We haven't actually spoke to the audience yet, as opposed to like just the way we usually enjoy the show. But we want to make sure that we have something for you every week. So that's the reason why we might not be talking about something that could have happened in the next six days from now. Uh, maybe Chimaev's fight in middleweight gets announced and we're not talking about it. So first things first, we're on episode three and we've actually enjoyed filming so far. Um, but we want to be here with you like every Sunday. We want to keep it consistent. This is rare that we won't have a a live show on a Sunday, but the best thing about it is Kels has picked the right time to go on holiday because there's no UFC last night. From you guys listening um, on Spotify, at home, wherever... Apple Music, at least there was no UFC last night, so we don't miss out on that. But um, literally every Sunday, other than holidays, no matter what's going on in our life, we'll be here with you every Sunday. So thank you for the first two weeks worth of support. Uh, today, we've got a lot of talking to do and UFC 287 predictions, Kels. We're back. UFC 287. Big one. Huge one. Some big fights. Massive fights. Even before we even get to the co-main event, there's some big fights there. We're going to do a main card prediction. And in studio next week, we're going to have an extremely special episode. The best episode so far by no... What's the phrase? Stretch of the imagination. I know that one, but... Basically, every week we're going to predict main card fights for the, the coming week, the coming show. And whoever gets them right gets the belt in studio. It will be obviously on display. And I'm going to own that for some time because... He believes I'm, it, he I'm, believes I'm it. I'm the master of... He believes it. I'm the, right. the master predictor. I like the confidence. Yeah, I appreciate it. So, can we get the screen up, if you don't mind? So, main card UFC 287. Miami is where we're heading. Sunday, 9th of April. The prelims, the undercard itself is unbelievable. Like, we're not going to predict the prelims, but the fact that Kelvin Gastelum's on the prelims... Michael Chiesa versus Li Jing Liang is not even main card. Silly, disgraceful, but in a good way. Okay, Raul Rosas Jr. This kind of goes without saying. I feel like UFC have given him yeah. uh, an opponent for him to beat, which is, he's 17 years old. We kind of can skip through this one because I feel like we both think he's going to win and everyone does and it's not really up for debate. Go on then. Go to Kevin Holland, mate. So are you confirming that? Yeah, he's came, he's, he's, he's new. UFC wanting to build himself up, so they're giving like him an with, opponent that can get the job done. Yeah, it's like with Sean O'Malley, they they gave him certain steps to match where he's at in his career for him to get better, which they don't do with a lot of people, but they certainly do. I mean, they can't blame him, he's 17. All right, Kevin Holland versus Antonigo Ponsonibio, then that's actually a very interesting fight. So we'll have a look at Kevin Holland first, get the shirt up, dog up. Obviously, Stephen Thompson's a really good fight and he doesn't get that if he's not a, a loud mouth outside of the cage and inside of the cage, the way he talks to his opponents. He's coming off two defeats though. With another defeat this um, coming weekend, 
I mean, everyone says three fights and you're out of the UFC. It could be a third loss for him. It could be. Santiago Pontinibio, the power he's got. Yeah. You may think you've got him, bang, he's got you. And then yeah. you're on a canvas and it's done. Like, yeah. even his, like, Pontinibio's fight against Alice Moreno, what a fight. Uh, unbelievable. There were, there were times where you think, he almost lost Yeah, he that. almost lost, but what happened? He yeah. came back and he got the job done. Can't cut him out. I think just be his power will be too much for, for Holland. And I think Holland just might get a third L. I love these fights, you know, the fights that everything's on the line because you can see here, uh, Kevin Holland's lost his last two. And then you go over to Ponsonibos and he's lost two of his last three. And then I'll tell you the reason why I like these fights is because everything's on the line. It's all good saying... Everything's on the line when people are on the four fight win streaks, but we're talking their lives can change with a loss. If you lose three out of your last four or three out of your last three, you could be released from UFC and then you've got less money. You can't provide for your family. Like that shit's exciting to me. He might not be able to provide for his family after this. That shit makes, that shit makes me excited. That, that to me is what like fights are meant for in a sense of like I don't know if that makes sense but yeah you get me well if Kevin Holland wants a future in the UFC and he wants to keep the paycheck flowing in his bank account he better get the win yeah. he has to do some training do his analysis because he has got to watch out for that power because he might think he's on top all of a sudden mm. he's on the floor Yeah, I feel like so he's got to be very careful but I, my prediction I'm going with Ponsonibio I think Ponsonibio gets a W I'm going to try and speak English here. I'm mumbling my words, but we've recorded our uh, most recent episode number two just now, and I'm on about two hours sleep. So I don't know if I'm making sense right now, but Ponsonibio also, I believe, gets the win. So at the moment, we're tied and no one's getting the belt, but we'll move Should up the card. Win. Rob Font, Adrian Yanez. Who are you going to go with? I'm going to go. Let's get the stats up. I'm going to go with... Where are you going? Okay, I'll start. I'm going roll for it. Okay, go for it. That's what I'm going with. Why? Uh, obviously, he, he did lose to Chito Vera by decision. By decision. And obviously, we saw Chito Vera. He, he, he got dominated yesterday by San Hing, but that was also by decision. But that mm -hmm. was, he got dominated. But I just feel... Cause obviously He's got he some good wins under his belt, if we can... Are we on screen here? Cody Garbrandt, Marlon Marais. Both of them two were obviously going through a bit skids of their own, but Sergio Pettis, Thomas Almeida, like some decent names on his record here, and, and he's off uh, on the back of a two fight skid as well, which is exciting as I was just mentioning so he, so the last he, fight. He need, he need, that's motivation right there. Cause I believe he like sixth rank in in his division. I'm not sure. I think he's around sixth rank in that division. So uh, Adrian Martinez, I, I'm I'm going to go for him, but don't get it twisted. Let's look at, no, no, no you're, no, you're no, not no. wrong in fairness, because look at his record in comparison to the wins um, Rob, Rob Font as well. Rob Font has been at a higher level. Obviously, we're not looking at the same colour of opponent. Davey Grant's a good little win. Um, he got a good win against Essential, so that makes Adrian Yana's win over him look a bit better. But, like, who here are we going to talk about as, as big names? Do you know what I mean? Uh, on his record. The one thing I will say is it's going to be exciting. Look at this. TKO punches. Decision split. TKO. KO. Head kick KO. TKO punches. This guy's on a, a tear up. And um, I remember watching him on Contender Series in 2020. That must have been uh, around COVID times. And um, he's Sean, mate. <laughs> he's had 
six fights, including the contender series. What one, two, three, four, five, six, including the contender series. Uh, but five in five on actual UFC fight nights. So, um, but the caliber will be different. The quality. That's gets the one thing. Is he is he is he ready for the step up? And personally, when you see someone come from the contender series, I don't know why, but like with Jamal Hill, for example, they have a different type of hunger, hunger because it's that like all or nothing moment. This fight yeah. decides the rest of my life, and I feel like a lot of the guys from contender series have gone on to do really good things. Obviously, Talia Santos against Shevchenko is a, a good example. She almost beat Shevchenko. She got two rounds off her. Um, Jamal Hill is a champion. Um, Sean O'Malley's come from the Contender Series. Like people who come from the Contender Series tend to um, and 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 obviously get wins of their under their belts like this tend to get to the higher echelons well, of the division. So this we'll fight, see. this fight will show who's got the dog in them. Because Rob Font, he's on a losing streak. His opponent is on a winning streak. And it's knockouts. <sighs> Statement's got to be made. Five. Statement can be made. Rob Font knock, knocks his opponent out. I'm still here. Yeah. Don't forget my name. Yeah. But with the loss, he might not be here, like quite literally. And his opponent will be like, I'm coming. Yeah. I've just knocked off someone top of the ranks. He's like, he'd be like sixth. If I beat him now, put my name in the hat. Yeah. Mention my name. I'm somebody. Yeah. So it's going to be a good fight. Whoever wants it more gets a W. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with Rob Font. I think, yeah, yeah. I'm sticking with Rob Font. You're sticking with Rob Font. Okay. Take a deep breath. I did this with the Leon Edwards and Camaro fight when we were talking about it. Sometimes I just, like, I need to calm myself down because Gilbert Burns, Jorge Masvidal can headline a pay-per-view. For me, personally, Jorge Masvidal is still a star. Don't get it twisted. Gilbert Burns is coming off a defeat. So is Jorge Masvidal. But I think Masvidal really has that star power and he's, we've kind of missed him in the sport a little bit. Everyone's coming back at once. We've got Jorge oh, Masvidal back, John Joe's back, Conor McGregor back. They're like three big names. Cejudo's coming back. Cejudo's coming back. Like this is, uh, everything's coming together beautifully. So firstly, let's go on Gilbert Burns' show, dog. Gilbert Burns. And show everyone if we can get on screen now. <laughs> um, Dorino, right. Sorry, he's coming off the back of a win. Yes, that was a fantastic fight, actually. The Chamaya fight, I thought he won. I thought he beat Chamaya. I, I, I thought, no, thought Chamaya won. It was very close, but it I thought Chamaya just edged close. it. And then, obviously, yeah, the Neil Magny fight. I expected him to win that as well because I think he's one of the best in the division and I think he beats... Um, Jorge Masvidal. Jorge yeah. Masvidal knocked out Darren Till. I think that was the biggest win because the Nate Diaz fight, it's not like he's someone in the upper echelons of the division. Uh, he's always kind of been below top five, maybe sneaking into the top five, but he's not someone who fights for titles all the time or has ever been a champion. Do you know what I mean? So the Nate Diaz win for Jorge Masvidal made him look better than he was. Also the Ben Askren one, it wasn't lucky. But it doesn't mean he's an. Oh, actual, the flag, the flag it doesn't mean he's an all-round good fighter. It was more. Five it was more. It, it was just a once-in-a-lifetime thing. I think Gilbert Burns. That if what about if he doesn't knock out Gilbert Burns with a flying in inside five seconds? You know what I mean? And then they actually have to fight. Um, we'll go on Jorge Masvidal. Because going back to like the first episode we done, we were talking about Masvidal fighting for the title, but we didn't mention Gilbert Burns. Yeah. What if, what if Gilbert Burns wins? Yeah. Then what? Look at Masvidal, free fight losing skid. Um, and he was talking on Joe Rogan the other day about how the head kick lost to, uh, sorry, the the right hand, was it? Yeah, 
Talk when he got stopped by um, Kamara or something, it, it changed him. And um, I, I think he might still have a bit of PTSD from that. Dil Gilbert Dorino Burns can smack as well. So personally, I just think it's too little, too late for Masvidal. He got three ones on the trot after two fight skid, and then he's gone on another three fight skid here. So he's one of the biggest names in the sport, but um, I don't think he's one of the best fighters in the sport. Yeah, because he was saying- I want him to win because I want him to fight Leon Edwards, but as you were saying, sorry. Because uh, he was saying, is it, is it um, MMA junkie, he said something, and he was saying that he got some inside information that he says, get past Gilbert Burns, then he's next. It's not Covert and fighting Edwards next. He's saying he's next if he gets the job done against Gilbert Burns, but, they're sleeping on Gilbert Burns, man. I think I think he's gonna get the W. Everyone, everyone's saying, yeah, Masvidal, Masvidal. But Gilbert Burns thinking, hold on a minute. No. I'm gonna i I'm gonna mess up the whole party. That little you beat me, then you go for the title. How about I beat you? Yeah. And I jump in that little slot. So I feel Gilbert Burns, because we see what he done to Kamaru. He was he, he put him on the ground, yeah. punched him. Obviously, Usman came back and got the job done. But I'm also we saw No, no, I, I see the point though. This guy's this guy is um, underrated, I think, Burns is. Because of the Chimaev fight as well, yeah. and there's so much hype around Chimaev, I think he kind of lost the... Um, he lost the... Uh, I don't know what the word is. He lost that kind of... Uh, you know when you're coming into... Say you're fighting someone in the top of the division and you're on a six-fight win streak, seven-fight win streak, and you've got that kind of scary... Um, persona. Persona. I feel like because of the fact that he fought Chimaev, he kind of stole that off him. Uh, but but people are underestimating what Gilbert Dorino Burns can do. And I, I think he he beats Masvidal. One thing I will say is Masvidal against Covington. He almost, he almost had Covington at one point. Uh, he just didn't put his foot on the gas and therefore he didn't even drop him. But he was um, close to stopping Covington. So he's kind of got like that Puncher's chance, I guess you'd call it. I don't think there's anything more than that, but I'm going to go with Burns. Yeah, I'm going with Burns too. And yeah, I remember even Masvidal, he said something of, he, he's coming back for Covington. He said he's he's going to legally, he's murder him in, in the cage. He's going to snatch his soul. That's what he said. He said some deep story about him and Covington. Like when Covington hurt his hand, he had to like take him in his house. And yeah. now all of a sudden, he said, Covington said, that means nothing. Yeah. So we're going to see. But yeah, going back to predictions, Gilbert Burns is, is my pick. Okay, well, the main event here is, I like to see it, but I don't think my prediction is going to sit well with a lot of people. I think Alex Pereira wins, I'm not going to lie. I'll go into why, but um, I think it's a, mainly a mental block, to be honest. I'm going with Pereira too. Okay. I, I just feel At least we've disagreed yeah, yeah, with no. one of them. <laughs> yeah. So one of us can get the belt, but... Like, I, I would love Adesanya I thought to he would have gone back, with Adesanya. But I just feel Pereira is his kryptonite. He, yeah. He's his kryptonite. He just, he just got him. Yeah. He, like, it was the, the, the fight that they had and then the kickboxing one, it was so similar. Yeah. Adesanya in front. Adesanya's a better fighter. All it probably. takes is. But it's a fight. Exactly. <laughs> it's not a who's good for most of the fight. If you knock it, if you knock hey. him out, then you win the fight. And that's then what we're he, here for. That's seen the it. beauty of it. Because he was, well, he was free one up. All it took is Pereira to just throw his hands and look what happened. And then he's all dazed. Oh, why'd you stop the fight, mate? He got slapped. 
He almost stopped Pereira in the first Yeah, yeah. But just but the bell rang and he saved him. Yeah. And he saved him. But Pereira is just big, man. He's like he's like a even on the game, UFC four he's big. Yeah. Why are you so big? This is where we see Israel Adesanya and how uh, how much of a true champion he really is because it's all good losing to Blakovic at light heavyweight. That's not your natural weight class. You looked small. He's obviously a, a he, I guess you could say skinny, not skinny, yeah. but um, he's he's certainly a slim fighter, not as big as Pereira, no yeah. way. Pereira, you could say, could go up to light heavy yeah, he and could. potentially that's, beat that's his, his like build, that. He's, he's got he's power big. as well. Israel Adesanya isn't meant for the light heavyweight division. Not, not now anyway. Maybe he needs to do with John Jones and build himself up uh, over a couple of years really move into the weight because he didn't feel like Adesanya did do that. But this is the moment of him being a true champion. I want to go on to... Um, I, would I would love Adesanya to get the W so he can like, just break that barrier saying, I I I've done it. Yeah. But I just don't... I, I just don't know if, he if he's got it, man. Like even his leg kicks in fights help. Like against um, okay. Romero, when he got yeah. knocked down, he came back and he was kicking. He won by the, the leg kicks. He was bruising mm -hmm. Romero's legs. But when he done this against Pereira, that was it, a shocking it, fight, though. It did, it, yeah, so was, so, but uh, it just didn't work, man. Yeah, he, he as was, you can see here, so it, we're on screen now. We've gone through basically. So starting his US career, C career, can you see a a, a red, greens only there? Greens, greens only, only, which means one thing: we haven't seen what he's truly made of. We know the famous thing in Rocky. It, being a champion is not about how many times you can get hit. It's about how many times you get hit and get back up. I um I don't even know the quote off off the top of my head. The Jan Blakovic one, it wasn't about getting back up because he technically just went back down to middleweight and then mm. carried on winning again. But losing the title that he's had for four years now, um, this is where we see who really is the king of the middleweights because I can't lie, if Adebisanya loses to Pereira twice, then Pereira's the king. He's instantly. The king. He's the king. Um, How, however, however, do you think maybe Pereira, he, he might come in a bit too comfortable? No, this is the same situation I was speaking on last week's episode. Hint, hint, two hours ago, <laughs> 20 minutes ago. Episode on Leon Edwards and Kamaru Usman in the third fight. Leon was a completely new fighter. Yes, there was difference in the altitude, but because Leon Edwards had something to work on going from the second to the third fight, he came in there with... Um, he came in there with a different game plan, whereas Adesanya won the set, uh, the third fight or the first fight in the UFC, but then got stopped. So he doesn't have as much to work on. Pereira will have something to work on, which is more scary for Israel Adesanya because he doesn't know what he needs to do. Um, obviously, the leg kicks actually is something that uh, Adesanya can work on, but he doesn't need. He doesn't know too many areas of improvement because he was winning the fight. So like I said, he was winning. He didn't win though. No, no, no. Uh, and far from it. He got He's, he got stopped. Yeah, I, 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 I just don't know, man. What does Adesanya, what does Adesanya do? Because he can't, he can't strike with him yeah. because he's, he's going to get destroyed. He's, 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 a prayer is too big for him. The leg kicks didn't work. Adesanya's not really on the wrestling thing. Yeah. So there's, there's two things we're looking at here. We're looking at a mental block for Adesanya and improvements for Pereira. Adesanya doesn't have as much to improve on. So I've got to say, it doesn't look good. This is where his IQ comes in. Yes, his IQ got a solid is going to be really important in this IQ. game. Yeah. Sometimes it's not about the, yeah, I can do the left jab <clears> and the left hook and the right hook. 
but your IQ, you have to be like, like chess, yeah. break it down, see the gaps, strike. Because he, he, he's not impossible with him not to win. He, he can win. Of course. He, he's been just that, just that little bit, man. It's just that little, like it's the mental block. It's like, he got there. Just like the kickboxing one, he got there, just didn't get it done. This and one, he got close, didn't get it done. There's something if he missing. Is to win, then you got to start looking at, I mean, he's been called potentially the greatest middleweight of all time anyway, but you've got to start putting him in the conversation if he was to get this back. I think like with um, Kamara Usman, if he was to have beaten Leon Edwards, haha, <laughs> he did. <laughs> Birmingham to the world and back. That would when that would have been when he would have been in the greatest of all time conversation. We love watching people fall and rise from that. It's so rare to see a John Jones to see someone who hasn't actually lost. Yeah, and we don't even know what John Jones is like when he when he gets a loss. Um, but Kamara Usman got a loss and then lost again. So you can't put him under the bracket of greatest of all time because to do that, you need to have come back from setbacks. Unless you're <clears throat> to add to my point, John Jones and just a. a a unique man in his own lane. But um, a win for Adesanya would like putting him to a new stratosphere, a new realm. And um, the middleweight division is not short of challenges. Like Shemaev's coming up there. That's seriously scary. But um, Adesanya, Pereira, we're both going with Pereira. That's interesting, you know. I wonder what the, the general consensus is for that fight because of the way Adesanya fought in the kickboxing fights as well. But just, it, it happened again, didn't it? It happened again. And um, I remember Adesanya was like, motherfucker, or, or he motherfucker got me or something. <laughs> didn't know me nothing. He goes, this motherfucker. Like, because he just, even him himself, he's like every single time he just manages to put it out the back. And that's got to have a mental effect on you. Where does Adesanya go if he loses again? I think that could be something we talk about next week. Um, big show coming up and uh, visuals are back as well. So we'll talk about that next week. But I I'd say like there's a lot of options. Chamayev's probably a good one. Let's finish off with Chamayev at middleweight. I feel like we're talking about the middleweight championship, UFC 287, Miami, Florida, April 8th. <clears throat> so we may as well talk about a new middleweight contender. Hamzat. Mm. He's a dog. Mate. He's a dog. If the rumours are true and he's going to fight someone up at echelon or the middleweight, whether it's Rob Whitaker or Costa. Marvin Vittori. Even Vittori. If he, if he, if he wins that fight, he, he could be looking title shot. Yeah. And then if Pereira does win against Adesanya, there's narrative. It's like Raul Rosa Jr. Some people get fast-tracked and Jamaev's going to get fast-tracked. So if I'm UFC, Vittori fight makes the most sense. Why? He's coming off a win why he he um, is definitely beatable for Chimaev. And also, ask me why again. What? <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't actually fought, other than Gilbert Burns, he hasn't actually fought anyone like in the upper echelon of the division. And he, I think he lost to Gilbert Burns. So he still needs to get warm-ups in that sense. Vittori is nowhere near the level of uh, Robert Whitaker. If he was to get Robert Whitaker in his first middleweight fight, I kind of feel like you feed them to the lines a bit there. However, UFC do do that and that's why we love the sport because they just chuck people in 50-50 fights all the time. It's rare that they do what they're doing with Raul Rosas Jr. But for, for, for Kamzat Chamayev, whatever fight it is, it's going to be tasty. Did you see Marvin Vittori, that video of him punching up some rapper the other day? Uh, so maybe he already knows about the Chamaya fight and he's trying to build his profile. I don't know. Who do you think 
the best suited fight for Jamayev is debut at middleweight. It's either, either, either Vittori or Costa for me. Why Costa present that one to me? It's, it's obviously Whitaker's at the top. He's just there. He's just a bit too much at the moment. Yeah. Then Whitaker's IQ is yeah above it's, and beyond Chemayev's. Puro Costa. That is a the, whoa. And and Costa wants it. Yeah. Even in the contract. He said the two fights that he, he wants, he wants a Chamaya fight and a Sean Strickland fight. Whether that happens, it's between him and you see, but he wants it. And Chamaev, he's, he, he's a he's, big guy. Carl, Carl, Paulo Costa is. Secret juice. Yeah, uh, that scares me. That worries me about Chamaya fight. But if Chamaev wants to be champion, the way he talks, I'll smash everybody. Yeah. Then you got to smash him. I think if you want to be champion, you got you got to go do these things. You got to beat these opponents. Put your name yeah. out there and do what you need to do. Because he's saying Pereira's is, is, is an easy fight. He's saying he gets it done in round one in one minute. I think I think he smashes Pereira, I'll be honest. Styles yeah. make fights. Yeah. I feel yeah. like wrestling, the, the, the wrestling will be a big part. Yeah. A very big part. I want to say as well, if Chamayev was to fight Paulo Costa, I think in terms of building excitement, for example, Chamayev was fight. Okay, so let's get, I uh, don't want to miss. So get, let me get Chamayev up. And prove to you why I think it will be Costa. I actually did say Vittoria, I think it makes sense. But in terms of building the excitement. So, he went through that period in COVID where he fought multiple times in a couple of weeks, whatever it was. He was meant to fight. So, he fought Jilin Liang and he teared him apart. He lifted him up, put him to the corner. And then the, the train rolled on. Then he fought Gilbert Burns, top contender, and a guaranteed explosive fight. Then he was meant to fight Nate Diaz. An exciting fight. It builds the profile and it's going to be a war. We talk about Marvin Vittorio or Paolo Costa. Which one is an exciting fight, builds the profile, and it's guaranteed a war? Paolo Costa. So if you're the UFC, that makes the most sense for his middleweight debut. Having said that, it's a big risk because you don't want him to lose. Um, he can lose and then and and then fight for a title later on in his career, but you kind of want to build that momentum of Chamaya being that un unbearable, unbeatable opponent, that Mauler, like the new age, I guess, of, of, of a Khabib. Scary wrestling. That's, Khabib kind of brought that into a new light, didn't he? The fact that you can be a wrestler and be like, you can still be you can still be a man to be afraid of because a lot of people just call wrestlers crotch sniffers, but Khabib made them cool. Khabib made wrestlers cool, let's be honest, and Chamayev's taken that to a new level. People are more excited to see Chamayev wrestle than they were Khabib. So um, he's definitely a big bonus for the UFC. And uh, I think he could ragdoll Marvin Vittori. Do I think he can ragdoll Paulo Costa? I don't know because he's a big man. Paolo Costa is big. I don't know how he makes the weight, to be honest. Kamsa Jamal struggles to make welterweight. Paolo Costa struggles to make middleweight. So that's just a scary thought, that that fight. It's so exciting, though. If Jamayev says, he, he believes he, he's, the, he's the best. If you want to be the best, you have to beat the best and then beat the rest. <laughs> like so it. on his way up, the Costas then... The way, because he's gonna have to. If he wants to be champion, he's got he's got to go through that, and then 
if Pereira's still a champion and he's there, the narrative's there. Yeah. He said it's the easiest fight. Pereira's the easiest fight. He gets it done in <clears throat> round one, minute one. I hope that can happen. I hope the fight happens. And then I feel I feel the wrestling for Chimaev will, will get the job done against Pereira. Up against Pereira? Yeah, yeah. Chimaev Pereira? Yeah. Oh, you think he'd beat Pereira? Yeah, yeah I think he would. Wow. To be fair, if Chimaev was to lose, sorry, if Pereira was to lose to Adesanya, he could fight Pereira in his first fight, middleweight. But it just depends it, how soon. What? But he would he would want the rematch though. So Pereira Adesanya. If he loses his belt, nah, wouldn't you want to go back and get? So. You don't think so? I don't think so. Because Adesanya's probably scared that he could just clip him one, <laughs> one time again. I don't think what do you think, John? No idea. I think Mike. There's too much size involved, really. I just don't know whether it makes sense for them to have a trilogy with the way the first fight went. Adesanya will be too worried about getting clipped again and then he's not going to have a fourth fight after that and then what, a fifth fight? Like, it would be ridiculous. I think... I know, you have to stop it because you don't want another, like, Brandon Romano, them and that, that's been going, that feud's been going for too long. Yeah. No, 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 don't disrespect no, that. No, so that's one of the best rivalries ever. Yeah. But like... I'm, I was happy. I was, I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, but certain rivalries time out sooner. So, for example, Pereira Adesanya. Don't get it twisted. It's it's a beautiful rivalry, and I, I like to see it. But for example, you you, won't, you don't need it. unless it's a close fight. See, for example, Alexander Volkanovski versus Max Holloway. That went to three fights because there was there was a narrative there. The second fight was close. I thought Holloway won. A lot of people thought Holloway won. Some people thought Volkanovski won. There was need, there was want, there was yeah. demand for the third fight. Whereas this fight, we've seen it play out. We don't need to see it again and again and yeah, that's again right. and again. Yeah. So with, with the... Maybe Pereira versus Jemayev as well. Jemayev's got options. He wants to fight everyone. He, he said that things have been agreed, but it's just never like come to fruition. But hopefully these fights happen. I want to see, I want to, I want to see my middleweight. Well, Dana White's confirmed it. Jemayev at middleweight. And um, we say goodbye again. I hope you're having a good time on holiday, brother. Oh. I'm not jealous. I'm not bothered. But it's just a good thing that there was no UFC last night. So, um, But before we go, when I'm back, yeah. I'll be getting ready to clip my belt. No, you won't. Stop lying. Like It's not lying. It's it's basically down to the Adrian Yanis fight. So everyone watching that, this just know whoever wins that is basically coming home with the belt. Yeah. Me. But yeah, it's been a good episode. And new either way, vacant belt at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> it has been a good episode. I like the prediction ones. We, we're going to do it like every week. So whoever gets the predictions right has the belt. Uh, just a funny little segment for you. Um, I promise when I say next week, when visuals are back, it's going to be the best episode. This is episode three, episode four will without question be um, the most entertaining. There's, there's some things that we've got coming that I don't want to spoil. But um, I know you're going to be tuning in because you've made it to the third episode and you're at the end as well. So we really appreciate you. Obviously, we're trying to deliver every week. So um, Kel's had to go on holiday at the worst time, three weeks into the new pod. But we, we will be here for you every Sunday. And uh, Consistency. Consistency is key, baby. Oh. MMA in charge, episode three. We out of here, baby. Oh. <laughs>